going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment with no sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Oh, no, oh, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up me oddies, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's your boy Craig coming to you live from Buck That Podcast. We are back in full effect. We got the three amigos, the three bromigos in the building. To the right, to the right, got my boy Eddie in the building. Yo, back at it, folks. Back at it one more again to discuss them boys. And we're not talking about... You know that team in Dallas. Nah, because they, they ain't. Nah, they ain't them boys. They ain't them boys. That's that's. We, we're talking about them Bucks. And, and, and directly across from me, kind of diagonal, if you're looking at us on the Facebook Live, got my boy Zakari. It's good to be back. Zach, how you doing, big dog? I'm doing pretty good. It's good to be back. I've missed uh, what a, a week of show. So how was the O Town Road? It was good. It was good. You know, I had to do the family thing and Epcot and all that kind of stuff. So. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Epcot's boring, though. Man, that's the place of fire, man. <sighs> it was just rainy. Like, our family just didn't even care. Like, nobody was, like, even aware. They were oblivious to the fact that there was a storm moving in the next day, a tropical storm. <laughs> and, like, they're like, oh, it's no big deal. We'll just make the best of it. So, of course, I had to buy, like, a $13 poncho. A poncho. No, with hey, did you get the Mickey Mouse one with I the ears? Had, no, but we did. It was the Walt Disney one and had to do the whole poncho get up. And first I went in there with sandals, you know, my, my Jesus sandals on. Chancletas? Yeah, I didn't, even, I, didn't even, I didn't even get in the gates. I'm like, I got to go back. My, my feet were all getting all raw and stuff. It was all <laughs> wet. Had to go put the shoes on. Ended up getting the shoes all wet. Yeah, it was it was just boring. When you took your it was socks a good time off, with the family though. I'll you took say your that. Socks yeah. off and they had like the little whole like raisins licking on your toes. 
like discolored and stuff. No, you know how like when, you, when you're in the water too long, your your fingertips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out? No, I didn't have that issue because okay. they dried and then got wet again, and then yeah. So wet feet suck though, man. I'm not gonna lie. Wet feet do suck, and hey. then then yesterday we went to Bush Gardens and got wet again. You, you know what? Wetter than a but, penguin. But that was a lot more fun there. You know what doesn't suck? No, what's that? When your team doesn't lose a game. Shout out to the yeah. bye week, baby. Shout out to the bye week. The Bucks did not lose. That's right. Winston didn't throw an interception. Like the best week ever. We remained lossless this last week. Lossless. And winless. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I like having bye weeks, man. That's a productive day. You know, I was I had the, the Green Bay Raiders game on in the background, you know, listening okay. to it. Listening to Rodgers be a f- fantastic quarterback. So that's what it sounds like. To letting them up, man. Yeah, I was watching the games this Sunday in Orlando. Get Aaron Rodgers because I played against him in fantasy. Shout out to the Graffiti Junction. I believe that's right. It's like the best burger bar. It's actually quoted on the menu. Best burger bar in Orlando. Fire burgers. Will you be going back there next time you're in Orlando? Oh, most definitely. I just happened to be driving by. It's close to 1 o'clock. We're looking for a place to watch the games. Didn't want to go to the neighborhood bar and grill, Applebee's or Chili's. So we wanted something different. Just happened to stumble upon this place. It was perfect. Got got in the back. Got the nice uh, parking spot okay. underneath the tree. The last one in the parking lot. Nice. And got the last table, uh, actual table with some chairs and and view of the TVs. And then everybody started coming. Man, we lucked out. It was in the best burgers I've ever had. It's better than a water burger. What temperature? I don't think I've had one. Uh, medium well. You're a medium well guy. I'm a medium well guy. Yeah, because I don't know what type of beef they're using. <laughs> so it, it was his Angus Rat, beef possum. So I probably should have got medium. Um, next time it was definitely going to be medium. One way to eat a burger, medium rare. But the fries oh. are so good though. The, they had those. Uh, were they finger licking <clears throat> delicious fries? They were like were they uh, steak fries, oh, yeah. but they were like extra well done. Not as fat though. Kind of skinnier steak fries. Okay. But they had like the the five guys seasoning on it. Okay. Mm. So they're a little they're like girthier, a little, a little Cajun-y. They were girthier five guys fries. A little girthier, <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little girthier. You could tell they were fresh cut though. Nothing wrong with that. Well, we got we got a call, or is this just oh. a is this just a telemarketer? I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm gonna take it though. We'll find out. We have a call online. This is Craig with the Buck That Podcast. Who are we talking to? Uh, hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Uh, hi. Is the show going on right now? Yeah. The show is we, going on right live, now. You are friend. live on air, my friend. Who is this? Who are we talking to? Uh, Griffin Graham. Oh, hey, how you doing? What's up, man? Uh, pretty good. How are you all doing? Good. good. How, how are you, you doing, You man? called up to talk about your boy? Yeah. Who's your boy? So, uh, Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Oh, Ryan. RG4. Oh, this is the guy you were actually just yeah. telling me about. Yeah, we were about. just talking about him, man. We were just talking about you. Speak of the devil. The platform is yours, my friend. Win us on Griffin the Fourth. Are you calling in to argue the fact that Griffin should be starting right now over Jameis Winston? There are reasons. There are not reasons, and then there are reasons. One reason I'm thinking that he should start is that O.J. Howard isn't getting the ball enough to, um, to the point where the Patriots have asked about trade offers. And Griffin has a knack of getting the ball to the tight end, so I feel like he would be able to spread the ball around more. Okay, but you could also argue the fact that the reason why OJ's not getting the ball is because he's just not being game planned. 
Bruce is not game plan. Byron's not game planning him into this offense. And also, when he has gotten the opportunities, he's dropped the ball. He's fumbled the ball. He's uh popped it up in the air. For he's an popped it up in the air for an interception for the other team. So he hasn't been quite productive when he has gotten the opportunities. But I do see your point, though. I don't know if a changing quarterback is necessarily going to. Kind of the snaps and it just hasn't been working out. I don't know if OJ is going to get him open or if it's like what y'all said, to where he's just dropping everything. Well, I think it's a little bit of both, um, but I also think we have two All-Pro wide receivers on the outside, uh, and one coming into their own in Chris Godwin, one of the best receivers in this league right now, and it's it's yeah. kind of hard to. What's that? Is Chris Godwin still leading in receiving yards after yeah. the bye week? I think okay. I don't know if he's leading. Uh, I I was just looking at the stats. I think he's second now. He's second now because oh, of the bye right. week. Who's first? Michael Thomas just passed him up. He won't be second after this week, I'm sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of the bright spots in this in this Bucks offense for sure. Another thing with OJ Howard, man, I think Brait has run better routes. He's getting open more in his time out there. So you you you'll see that. Regardless, both Brait and OJ are not being targeted on a on a on a you know, week to week basis. I just think it's I don't necessarily think it's so much of OJ and what he's doing, it's just the type of offense we're running, we're a run-heavy offense, and when we are passing the ball, we're going to those deep intermediate routes downfield to our wide receivers. Yeah, I get what you mean. Also, uh, one interesting point about Griffin and Great is that those two, they've been roommates for more than three years, so I feel like the chemistry would definitely be there if he was able to throw to him in the game. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So you're you're definitely uh, you definitely want them to move on from Winston. Then you're done with Winston. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a Gators fan, you know FSU, but that's besides the point. That's yeah. Matter, but still, you know he just it's just too many turnovers. So NFC offensive player of the week, and now we I don't know. So what about what about offensive line play? Do you not attribute it? I mean, we saw him versus the Rams, clean pocket loads of time, able to step into his throws, and then you see other games like the Carolina game leading the league in sacks, the Carolina Panthers coming into London, a lot of pressure on Jameis Winston in his face, disruption, constant pressure. I mean, a, a lot of this has got to go to the offensive line, doesn't it? I'm going to tell you one thing about that Rams oh, yeah, game. Like, uh, I feel like it's mostly because the whole right side of the line is injured. You know, but Well, that's only one game. I mean, we we've been dealing with this all season, basically. I mean, that's only one game he's been out. Uh, Dotson's been out, and so has Kappa. And I wouldn't even say Kappa's been the bright spot in that line, regardless. And neither has Old Man Dotson. But you do bring up some great points. Yeah. Uh, the week before, uh, Alex Kappa broke his arm and played in because we didn't have depth at the time. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? How tough is that guy? Like plays the rest of the game. Thinks that his his arm's just bruised and like bummed arm, and then finds out after the game he's got a broken arm. Yeah. Crazy, I think he's yeah. a beast. Unbelievable. Yeah, the trade deadline's coming up, so I'm hoping that we at least get some depth piece for like say a fifth round pick the next year. So if if they were to trade OJ Howard, what do you think they would get for him? Uh, definitely a, a veteran leader in the secondary, like Patrick Peterson and Chris Harris. I know Bruce Arians really loves Pat Pete. He drafted him, I believe. So uh, I feel like that would be a good pairing again, and he'd be able to teach them the Todd Boys defense. But but would they would they be able to get a trade for OJ Howard for those guys? I mean, those are some All Pro. Howard and a pick for Pat Pete, absolutely. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it could it could happen, but when does it turn into us giving up too much for a guy like Patrick Peterson, who's going to be what thirty one years old at the end of the season? I don't think it would take that much to get him. I mean, you're not going to give up what you gave up for a Jalen Ramsey. Nope. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, Pat is old, but I feel like we need someone old, and we could restructure his contract after if he's fine with it. You know. Yeah. Like. If we get a veteran guy, they'll be able to teach all of our uh, uh, draft picks. Because we have so much draft capital in our secondary right now. You know, uh, Mike Edwards was a third-round draft pick. Sean Bunting was a second. You know, they're both starters. Jordan Whitehead, I believe, was a fourth. And they're all starting. So I feel like if we had Pat Pete, who knows the defense and is a veteran guy who's been in the league for more than five years, you know, like Hargis has been in the league for five years, but... I don't know. I don't know about how it's supposed to be. But I feel like Pat Pete would be more of a leader. Yeah, I agree. I do kind of like the idea. Yeah. I'd trade straight up. Well, yeah, I'd trade straight up too. O.J. Howard for Patrick Peterson, but I don't think they're going to do straight I, up. I'd give a fourth-round pick, third-round huh? pick. Third in O.J. Howard? All day, man. I don't even think it would take I that. that. I think it would be good with like a third or fourth. So, Wait. So what's your name, buddy? Uh, like my Instagram name or my real name? What's your What's your real name? Uh, Tom, like T O M. Tom, like T O M. Okay. Like well, it. we appreciate the call, Tom, and feel free to call in every single week. We're on a Thanks seven. Man. On. Yeah, man. Thanks for calling in. You have a good night. All right. Yeah, you too. Bye. Shout out to Tom. I mean, definitely had some some pretty good insight there. Um, I. I you know, and we'll get into the state of the franchise a little bit, you know, and talk more about this quarterback and the, the, the Ryan Griffin situation, um, Jameis Winston, all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely some, some good stuff to, to really talk about. Uh, starting off, though, um, not, not so big news, but we're going to kick it off with the beginning of that anyways. Terry, is it Beckner or Buckner? I thought it was it's, Buckner. It's Beckner. It's Beckner. Beckner. Yeah. You see how relevant this news is going to be. <laughs> we had Eddie's like, Eddie, like, who? This, this guy's on the podcast for Buck Dad. He's like, who's Terry Beckner Jr.? Like, yeah. Our seventh round draft. <laughs> like, how do you remember that guy? Our dude who was already, like, you know what I'm saying, not looking like the best uh, yeah. know, to, to be on the squad next year. Yeah, he, he ruined it a little bit more by uh, getting officially suspended from performance enhancing drugs. PEDs. It didn't. Hey, it didn't enhance his performance because I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> it's such a vague term nowadays. Bro, you, like, you need to step up, man. Get performance next, next time, take double. Yeah, that, that that is a very vague term. It could be some. I mean, literally, guys have failed this because taking a pre workout and something's the pre workout that I think marijuana falls under that too. You know what I saw in yeah. there? Bavarian alpaca milk under performance enhancing. Yeah, man, you can't drink that. Really? Yeah, just like really yeah, high some, in protein so, yeah, or something. Some hormone in it. Are you joking with me right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm You're joshing me. Are you timing me? I'm timing you. <laughs> I, I mean, it did, it did seem legit, though. It did. Like, I totally was buying it. It could be, man. I was you like, damn, where's he getting this list from? Man, doesn't he have a computer in front of him? There's no right in front of me, man. <laughs> and, and, and kind of segueing into uh, a little bit what Tom was talking about, our, our next little subject, um, will the Bucks have any involvement in the trade uh, market before the deadline, which is – Ironically enough, the same day as our next show. Oh, cool. So we might have some big breaking the, the news. The trade deadline, I believe, is next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, I think Tom brought up some good points and some good topics. Uh, one being OJ Howard and what what the Bucks are going to do with him, but also what the Bucks could possibly get for him. And and he brought up a, a good scenario, and that's well, Patrick Peterson. We're, we're, excuse me, <clears throat> we're on the street is that they are willing to trade him, but you ain't going to get him for the cheap. No, nah. no. Why would you? I mean, he like everybody loves this guy as yeah. far as his measurables and. And, and what he can bring to the table. He's just not necessarily working out in this system for and the I Buccaneers. And I think, obviously, you know, the Patriots were a team that's been kicking that tire. And if he goes to the Patriots, this guy's going to be an all-pro. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed, he'll be an all-pro. Man, I mean, you'll be an all-pro over there, For the bro. amount of years that Tom Brady's going to play, I'll specify. Because we all know when Tom Brady's done with that team, it, it, as much as, as Bill Belichick is a GOAT as well, I think Bill that Belichick's team done. will be done until they get a quarterback. I think Belichick's done. I disagree. Done. I don't know. They don't have a castle on there right now. They don't have a Garoppolo. Who that boy? They, they don't they, have a Brissette. They just got somebody though. Here's the thing: though. Jared Stidham from Auburn. Yeah, man. No, kid's a beast. No, watch. You think everybody's a beast? Watch. But everybody they've ever had in the it's the system. Everybody yeah. they've had. It's the system. I don't know. I think by that time, Josh McDaniels is going to see the writing on the wall. He's going to be like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go McDaniel, do my own thing again. He's going to get it, man. Watch. He's going to be Belichick's out, dude. Belichick's out in the next year or two. What else you got to do? Okay, so you're making my case for me. Belichick's gone too. Brady's gone. Belichick's gone. Now they're still going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to carry that system along? Daniels. Daniels. I don't know. I think once you lose Brady and you Gronk. lose Belichick, man, Gronkowski's going to come back and coach the team. He's going to be offensive. You're, you're done, though. You're done, though. But if if the getting back to the topic, if the Buccaneers could could strike up a trade and get a second round, would you be happy for OJ Howard? If we're not talking player. Uh, involvement. We're I'll talking get a second round for him. draft capital. I mean, if I we mean, got a second round or I don't think third go round, for less than a second round. I don't, I don't think they'd get a second round for him. I don't know if you're going to get it from the Patriots now. They just gave up for what they gave up for uh, Sanu. No one's hurting for a tight end that much. To get well, they gave up. Sec- they gave up a second round for Sanu, didn't they? Nah, I think they did. I think but it was a third. It was a third. Right? This no, was, I thought the this third was, and the fourth was for uh, was for Emmanuel Sanders. No, this was his last year, man. So they they let him go on the cheap. The Emmanuel Sanders one was the third and the fourth, and then San Francisco uh, got a fifth and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, regardless, I mean, I, I think. There's, oh, you're right, bro. I think there's some pretty nope, high you draft are, stock you in are a guy exactly like OJ right. Howard. I mean, the guy's what 24 years old. He's got a lot he's of tread only, left on a tire. Two years. Yeah, he's a so stud. Sanu went for I mean, a second-round pick. Yeah, he and, and he's, what, he's pick. like 30 years old, 31 years old, so I don't know. Other guys, any guys that besides O.J. Howard on this team that on could this possibly? On that we could trade? Maybe a Hargraves? Nah. Ain't no one going to nah, I don't think right so now. either, to be honest I with mean, you. for Hargraves, we could probably trade him, but we'd get like – what if JPP comes back and we, has a couple sacks and, and gets a little bit of uh, get a fourth round or, hype. or less for uh, for Hargraves? JPP, I don't think we. I mean, even if we, well, yeah, it's got to be the trade deadline by next Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah, it's not gonna happen. What if he comes back this week? Titans, man, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It is, but anything's I, possible, I guess. With his contract, we probably wouldn't be able to trade him. But other than that, I don't really see anybody on this team. I don't Brait, see them get rid Brait of. Brait would be the only other. Oh, Brait, yeah, another tight end. Because you're not gonna, they're not gonna. I don't know. I mean, you can entertain any offer, but I doubt they'd shop Ed, Evans or Godwin. No, well, Godwin's not going anywhere. But He's still see, on a rookie deal. I know. Edwin's got signed to an extension. I don't think they would ever think about getting rid of him. Not this early on. I mean, he's 26, 27 years old. Nah. So. 
I mean, there's nobody of any value. If anything, I think it's just the tight ends because that's where we're truly deep at. Yeah, if anything, if we made a move, it would be for us to bring somebody in, uh, like you said, unless someone's in the market for a tight end. They need they need that tight end to be kind of like that extra piece to help for like a Super Bowl run or something like that. Um, you know, other than that, like what what Tom brought up, I I like the idea of the the Pat Peterson. Well, yeah, because it sounds like the perfect trade scenario. But will someone, it happen? Someone who knows know. the system, someone who's comfortable <clears throat> with the coaches, a coach who's comfortable with this Somebody guy, who's a leader of, for defense. Who's kind of already had a little issues in Arizona with the suspension, hasn't really, you know what I'm saying, seen eye to eye with yeah, uh, I mean, it's not Kingsbury. Like, it's not like he's involved in the, the rebuild process of Arizona. He's nah. one of those guys that's getting older. I could definitely see him being moved to a team that's in contention Then, Then this I year. think we would be straight because uh, – even though we don't have tons of cap room, I think with um, him already playing a certain percentage and being on their roster for a certain amount of time for the year. This is going to be prorated. It would be a yeah. prorated uh, contract. And halfway through the season, if he's making, I think he was making like 13 million, and, mil or something. And if it was a situation where we had to yeah. you know, move some, some money around somewhere, I'm sure it would be something that Jason Light can easily make happen. To get us under the uh, salary cap and all that stuff, and and you know Patrick Peterson, he's a dude who's been in the league almost ten years. Good dime. You, you could probably get him at a you know he's not going to cost you that Jalen Ramsey two first round pick situation, or even like the Minka Fitzpatrick first round draft pick situation. He's somebody we could probably ship over a third or fourth round. You know, you're thinking about a team like Arizona. They need they're, they're kind of in like a, a somewhat of a rebuild. They need to stockpile some draft picks and get some depth over there. Um, you know, we're talking about our offensive line. I mean, hell, let's be real. Is Arizona's offensive line that great? I mean, they got a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray, but I mean, you know, they might be able to get a, a you know third or fourth round. You know, I mean, you can get some some solid uh, linemen. Well, we can argue this till the the cows come home. I, I'm not going to agree with you on that. I don't think you could get him for a third or fourth. Right. I really don't. I think he's it's just too much value in that cornerback position. You got a guy that's 30 years old. What's his contract? Where's he at in his contract? Uh, I believe, without looking it up, it's probably he probably has like another year. He has know. a couple years left, I, I believe. Think it's towards the end of it, I think there's only like this year, maybe. I'm think. Uh, because that'd be one thing to look at. If they only had like another year on his contract and they know they weren't going to resign him or they were going to cut him at the end of this year, get some value for him. Why not? You know, you're not going to bring him back next year. Dump so this, a, this actually third round. might be his last year. Actually, no, I don't think it is. No, I think he has one more year. Um, let's see. He is signed up until 2020. So next year will be his last year. And this year, his base salary is seven point one million. It's not that bad. Uh, his cap hit is eight million. So next year it goes up to thirteen million. Uh, but eight million right now—that sounds like a steal. Yeah, oh, for a guy that day. for a guy that they might not have in their Trey plans. a Trey Hargraves and a third round pick. Here you go, boss. Switch. And that might be because he might have had some money taken away from him because of the suspension. Yeah, and that's why it's so low. Probably. Um, but next year's thirteen million, and we know that the Bucks are going to be coming into a little bit of money next year. So we could technically afford him right now. He's twenty nine years old. He'll be thirty next year in the twenty twenty season. Um, thirty years old for a cornerback is not necessarily over the hill. We've seen a lot of the greats go pretty long into their career and be pretty successful. 
Uh, but is he going mean, to be one of those Rogers guys? Was, what, 35 last year? I think he was like 36. 36. How old is yeah. D'Angelo Hall? Well, he's no longer playing, but I think he played he up was until old. he was like 36. Yeah, man. But Barber, Daryl Green, Bailey, Daryl Green. I mean, you're talking about Hall of Famers too. Yeah, but they were uh, Pat Pete. He, he, he could be a Hall of Famer. Definitely is one Charles of Charles Woodson was a guy. Of Charles Woodson, yeah, man, he just retired like two weeks ago. <laughs> it does seem like <laughs> literally yeah. right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it's a possibility. Uh, but to kind of go into the next little topic we got, and that's kind of like. At the trade deadline, that's kind of like an acquisition in itself. I mean, we're getting a yeah. guy in JPP who, if if our Bucks fans don't know this, returned to practice Tuesday today uh, from his neck injury from the car accident. Uh, Bruce Arians, Arians is raving about how this guy is just a freak in the way he's able to heal. But being able to get him back. He hasn't practiced for Bruce or Todd Bowles. He has not, no. Wow. But being right. able to get him back on this team, it's like it's like signing a free agent. In the middle of the season for Almost. for a one year deal rental deal because obviously we bought him out he will no longer be on the Bucks after the season he'll be a free agent but I mean this is a guy that led the team last Which year in twelve and a half sacks more, more uh, money for us this Which, is really going to help Barrett uh, to to kind of get away from those double teams that he's been seeing these past couple weeks he's been getting shut down I, I think that's going to help him with that um, I think it's going to help the offense or the defensive line rather all the, all the way around. I mean, you still got Big Vita Vea that that's that's on that line has been having mm-hmm. a pretty solid season. You still got mm-hmm. Sue who's been having a pretty solid season. Um, Carl Nazib. Could, uh, could you say that Vita Vea is on a Pro Bowl season? I would say he's on a Pro Bowl se- season. Uh, he, he's honestly, that disruptive man. Honestly, I I don't know where because I, I don't subscribe to the pro football focus. But I, I do kind of believe in those kind of analytics. I don't know where he's at, but I would I would bet to say he's in the top five defensive tackles this year. Beast man, and they were writing him off. Last I mean, he's the reason why. Well, it's because he came out of training camp and offseason hurt, but he's the reason why we've got this defense where we've got it as far as the run stopping ability of this team. I mean, we look back at the the amount of running backs and the the quality running backs this team quality, has faced. I mean, quality running backs. The top, best. The, the best the, the best. The, the top echelon of this league. Christian McCaffrey's twice. Twice. The uh, Saquon Barkley's, the Camaras. Camaras. I mean, it's just unbelievable the running backs we've faced and we've been able to stop week in and week out. So that is definitely a bright spot is Vita Vea. But yeah, it's just uh, the JPP return is just going to make him that much better. It's going to prop everybody up, and I think the biggest um, boost is going to go to Shaq Barrett not getting those double teams, and also that cornerback play. Think about that. Get front to that cornerback. What's that? Think about that. So you yeah. got Sue up front, Vea, William Golston, and now on the outside of them, you got Barrett on one side. Yeah, JPP, JPP on the yeah. other. Carl Nassib coming Carl off Nassib. fresh. Carl Nassib, man. Or JPP coming off the bench yeah. fresh and, and coming in for both of them. You're alternating all three of those guys, man. Anthony yeah. Nelson. Anthony Nelson has been stepping up the last he's couple of He's been having games. to play, and he's been looking pretty decent for a rookie, you know, fourth-round draft pick, whatever he was. They were talking a lot of hype on the training camp with him. And these last two, two three games, you've seen him play, man. He's coming, he's, he's coming into his own. So I'm excited to see him the second part of this season. Well, we're kind of already dipping our toes into this next little segment, so we might as well just jump full head cannonball into it, and that's the state of the franchise through the first eight weeks of this regime and Bruce Arians. Boy, I'm going to go ahead and, and just first things first, I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, at me and Eddie, I think we're overly optimistic about this season. A little bit. 
Yeah, I, I think Eddie was really over overly optimistic. I, I was going for eleven wins, and yeah, that's not gonna happen. I mean, in your defense, Eddie, I did uh, put an over under of nine hundred yards for OJ Howard at the beginning of the season, um, and I took the over. You did so. Hey, there's um, still there's still eight games left. Remember that time I said I was questioning our uh, knowledge and stuff on, on the bucket. Yeah, I'm questioning. Because <laughs> that, uh, yeah, look, I got the over under right here. Um, over under 900 yards for OJ Howard. Um, What's he Cra- at right now? 200? Craig, uh, well, you're the smartest one of the bunch. I'll just put you there. I put first. 901. Uh, Craig put 750. And I think I meant to put that over under at 700 or 750. And I ended up putting it at 900. And then Eddie put 600, which right now I don't think he has over 75 yards. No, he has more I- than that. I mean, without looking it up, but let me look it up. Uh, I don't think he has that many yards this season. He doesn't. I have. mean, the ones he has caught, it might be like it's probably he's under dropped or, or fumbled. It's under a couple hundred, but I think it is more than seventy-five. Yeah, I might be over exaggerating a little bit. Uh, Thirteen catches, one hundred seventy-six yards. That sounds better. No touchdowns. None. No touchdowns through six and it's in games the end zone of the yet. season. Cameron Braid has what? Four touchdowns? Three touchdowns? I don't think so. Yeah, I'd man. say maybe one or two. No, he has more than that. All right. You're going to make me look it up? Fine. Oh, yeah, I know 100%, man. Oh, 100%? 100%? He, he has, has at least three. You're going to put some Skittles on it? Oh, yeah. Cameron Brate has 12 catches, 119 yards, and no jump roll. Three touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two, man. I'll take my Skittles next week again. Good, sir. <laughs> what kind? Wild I like sour. I don't know why you don't bring me sour skittles. Sour I'm just skittles. Saying. All right, so let's let's just look over some of these over unders that we put in at the beginning of the season here. Some of these over unders I think will come to fruition. Some we were way off on. So the first one being Jameis Winston, thirty touchdowns for the 2019 he can season. Still make it? He can, but will he? What does he have right now? Like right. eleven or twelve? Wait a minute. I'll tell you in a minute, sir. If I can, if I can spell his name right, Jameis Winston for the 2019 season has a 60 percent completion percentage. He's like 12 touchdowns, 1771 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Woo. So not halfway through the season yet. We're seven games into the season. No, we're not seven games. We're six games. We played six because we've had the bye week. And this will be our seventh game. Jameis is, what, did I say 12 touchdowns? So a little under half. I mean, if he throws if he throws three touchdowns in this upcoming game, he's then he's halfway there. there. I'm just saying. I mean, he, he, might can ha- he can make it. He might have 50 interceptions along with it. Nah. So the next one. Okay, so let me go through the over-unders on that. Craig, put, <laughs> Craig took the over at 36. I think I put like 40. You took the over at 40. I also took the over. I don't know why I was just jumping on y'all's bandwagon at 31. I was really high on Jameis this year. Next I think one. we were just really high. Ronald yeah. Jones. <laughs> yeah, we were probably were just really high. Uh, over under Ronald Jones, 800 all-purpose yards on the season. Now, I think this was a good one. I yeah. think we were a little low on that over under. I think now He's looking at it. close to it already. Now looking at it, we might have been a little under on that over under. Well, rushing yards, he currently has 279. Passing, he probably has about three hundred. Receiving, yeah, he might have he probably two something again. Uh, Ronald Jones, let's see, he has 
Uh, let me get to it here. Uh, this year he has 92 yards receiving on five catches and That's 279 it? yards. Yeah, he's not a catching back. So uh, not not very close to that total yet, but I think he definitely has a chance to reach it. If, well, what, what's the over-under? Eight. 800 all-purpose yards. I mean, he has 371 so far. So almost 400. He's almost halfway there. Yeah, and we're almost halfway through the yeah. season. So I mean, we're like right I said, on. We're right he's, on. He's got he's he's got a chance to do this, but I feel like Bruce Arians has got to get his head out of his ass or Brian Leftwich and find out who this running back is and stop playing Peyton Barber. Yeah, I, I just about to say the key to it is going to be uh, less touches for old, old Peyton. Who let me pull him up real quick. Um, if I would have to guess, I would say that the the shares have been like a sixty forty share over the season without looking up the stats. I think Ronald Jones. Give me more. his carries first. Ronald Jones has sixty three carries this year. Peyton Barber actually has sixty nine attempts. Okay, so wow. it's almost a fifty fifty split. It's like a fifty three fifty whatever. I don't know. I'm not good at math, but what, what's what's <clears throat> Rojo's average? Average is four point four yards a carry. Three point five. And I would say that 4.4 yards is actually a lot better than what it actually says. And 4.4 yards is nothing to sneeze at. But no, nah, man, that's good. That's I, I've, good. I've seen some a lot better. I've seen some bad blocking and him able to make some plays out of nothing and he in only the backfield. Ha- and he only has six receptions for 25 yards. So I mean, and five for 96, 18.4 yards average. This guy's explosive. Like the stats don't lie. Like in the timeshare in this 50-50. Ronald Jones has been the best back when he receives the ball in in the passing games. On his five catches for ninety two yards, he has four first downs. Think about all those those uh, long plays that were called back on him too this season. Yeah, he, he did had, have a couple touchdowns he's, he's as well. Had about long three plays, yeah. long plays that have been called back. You're right, and that even more adds to the fact that what are they looking at? Like, why don't we have yeah. Ronald Jones in the game? And maybe that's what they're taking. Maybe you know, bye week, bro. Fingers yeah, crossed. Maybe that's what they're, they've they've evaluated during the bye week. Like, I don't hey, know why it takes a whole week to evaluate something like that when you're evaluating constantly throughout the season. But I do get your point, and maybe this will be the point in the season where, where Bruce make, says, start making some adjustments. You know what? Let me go ahead and run. Okay, we're almost halfway through the season. I've seen enough. This is this guy's been more effective with about basically the same amount of carries. We're going to go ahead and roll with the the heavier split towards Ronald Jones. So the next one up on the over-unders, 120 tackles for Devin White. Ooh. Now, I feel like this kind of got derailed a little bit with his injury. It did. Definitely got derailed. Got derailed with his ass getting stiff-armed by Christian McCaffrey. Was my ass high when I picked over 150 for the league lead. You drank some of that lemonade that day. Yes, facts. Now, Eddie also took an over at 130. I, and Craig, I was hyped up. Craig took the over at 125, but I feel like that was definitely the safer bet. What do you guys think? Do you think he still has a chance to uh, to get this? One 150, do you think I still have a chance he to? He might be like 85, yeah. 90. Right now for the season, uh, Devin 20. White has a combined tackles of? 20. 32? 17. But he's only played three games. So if you divide that out, it's like about six game. You know? I mean, all right. Your first all right. round pick, me, bro. Me, me, I know. Your top like five pick, you better be a Hall of Famer. Five, you better be a Hall of Famer in top five, right? I mean, you better be a Hall of Famer. Next one. So obviously we're all losing on that one. Next one is uh, over under seven touchdowns for the God. 
You already know has, what I'm talking four. about. He has more than that, my friend. He has what six? Um, yeah. Let me let me, let me go ahead six and look seven, it up. Right? Godwin has six touchdowns right now. Yeah, it's six, right? Yeah. Uh, so so far for this season, 2019 season, this is what his third season or second? No, it's his third. Third season. His third season. Six sixty-two receiving yards. Yep, he has 43 catches, 662 yards, and six touchdowns. Balling. Definitely the bright spot. Now, we put the over-under at seven touchdowns. Obviously, we're all going to smash. We got the over, every single one of us. Craig took eight. Eddie took eight. I took nine. Mine's looking like I might get this. I'm just saying. Uh, Chris Godwin, obviously, if we're talking state of the franchise through the first six games of the season, almost halfway through. He's been the blessing. He's yeah. got to be our bright spot. He is the bright spot for sure. And then you got to look on the other side of that. And the negative for our receiving crew, you almost got to look at Mike Evans and say, like, what's, what's his stats so far? What's going on with Mike Evans? Like, I bet you still has good stats, though. I mean, he has decent stats. I'm, yeah, what, I four touchdowns in one game? Three I, touchdowns? Yeah, but th- I was just about to say that. A lot of that came in one game. He's had two really solid 464, games. 464, four touchdowns. I still think he gets 10 touchdowns this year. He probably will. But when you only have two receivers you're throwing to, what does that say for Winston? I mean, how, many, has, how many touchdowns is he going to get? He has the one game Ready? that he legit got zero yards. Who's going to get the rest of the touchdowns? Cameron Break. He has how many so far this year? Two. Okay, so there's a lot of positive regression in the touchdown category you're you're seeing for him in the nah. next half of the season. I think Jones. Okay, I think he'll get a couple. He'll, he'll get a couple pa- passing touchdowns. Yeah. He doesn't have any yet. Scotty Miller just came on. Scotty Miller is garbage. They they're not. He they're has not been playing the last couple weeks, and he got. I just remember on this uh, this, this uh, fly play that he, that the route that he ran uh, a, a couple weeks route. ago. He was so he was so covered when the camera panned to him to for him to catch the ball, you couldn't even see anything but his arms. He was so covered. All you saw was opposing players' jersey. He's small, he's undersized, and he's not getting open. I think Logan. There's a something. reason why Scotty Miller wasn't playing at the beginning of the season. But what does that say for Rashad uh, Perriman? Rashad Perriman's garbage, man. I can't believe that guy was that sorry. Rashard's gone. Luckily, he was only in a one-year contract. Scotty's probably going to be out of here. Um, there's not very Logan. TJ Logan, he's just a kick returner. Nah, he, he he was on some some routes. All right, real quick. Next one up. Two interceptions for Sean Muffy. Bur- Sean Muffy. Sean he has one. Murphy Bunting. Yeah, he's uh he's got one so far. I took the under at one. Uh, Craig, he gets two more. Craig took two. Uh, Eddie, you already put your answer in at four. I'll take that. Okay. I, I, I still say he gets four. He's only going to get better because he's going to get more playing time. Okay. Well, uh, we can. Uh, he can also get burnt more. He has me getting his burnt his. Uh, Did you see race. that tackle that he whiffed on against Michael Thomas? That's Michael Thomas. He tried to hug him. That's Michael Thomas. So. I mean, Michael Thomas is a big dude, though. So? I'd probably try to hug him. Are you in the NFL? I try to hug him. You try to hug him? You trying to get hugging up on him? If that's how I got to get him down. Yeah, man. He literally looked like he was playing two-hand touch. I'll whisper some sweet Send me the link. I want to see that. I don't believe you. Uh, I I will do that. I don't believe you. Over under 60-yard field goal for Matt Gay. Did Uh, he hit it already? No, he had like a 59, right? He had had a 59, I believe. Oh, that's close, man. (laughs) 
Ooh. Wait, we got to give it to him just because, man. No, there's no just because. Eddie took the 61 at the over. Craig took the under at 54, so Craig's the loser. <laughs> I, he hit a 59-yarder. Yeah, you took the under at 54. So that's you close. don't you don't get any points for not having balls. That's close. No, I'm the closest. <laughs> you, no, Eddie gets he gets I the balls. Get Eddie has the balls at sixty one. But he didn't hit a sixty one yet. You're right. Close, but he got but close. Eddie's got the balls. You feel me? It don't matter. You no. Know, fifty four is like a day a walk in the park for Matt Gay. He hits those once a week. No. Okay. How, okay. Let All me right. know. Let me know where he's missed his field goals from. Twenty. Up close. Seventeen. Up close, exactly. So yeah, it's, not a it's, walk in it's the a park. walk in the park from fifty, is what I'm trying to tell you. Nah, he missing close ones too. How come they don't know who Matt Gay is? Oh, there he is. Okay, so he's eleven for uh, for thirteen. That's not bad. He's only missed two kicks. One of them really. I'm fucking trying counter, to find Sorry if they're okay. Uh, twenty to twenty nine yards. He's three for three. From thirty to thirty nine yards, he's two for three. From 40 to 49 yards, he's 3 for 4. And from 50 yards plus, he is 3 for 3. With a long of 58 yards. 58? 58, not 59. 59. Nope. See, I'm, that makes them even closer. What, what was yours at? Uh, Mine. Since you want to throw me under the bus. Mine was 56. Oh. oh. Definitely closer though, right, Eddie? Yeah, it is closer. It is closer. Like, he wasn't giving our boy any love, was he? Both of y'all weren't giving him no love, 56 man. is some love. Man, that's some love. Didn't he miss some extra, point, he miss some extra point kicks, too? Yes, yeah. that's why I said it's a walk in a park exactly. from 50 yards plus because he's good. He's better from 50 yards. He gets he's, a, be, he, he's better from long distance is what I'm trying to tell you. He gets he's a not good from up close. This year. It, like, psychs him out or something. That it's like all these no kickers, get, they get psyched out when they get up close for some reason. Because they see the goalposts up close, man. Freaks them out. All that yellow. yellow All right. Yellow. So to wrap it up, we we had uh, oh that was the OJ Howard one. We already talked about that. We don't need to go over how badly what did we I say JPP? missed on that. Uh, but we can we can talk about the over under for two Pro Bowlers for the Bucks this season. Um, Craig, you put over with four. You put Evans, Marpet, David, and White. Uh, Eddie, you put Mike Evans, Jameis Winston, Sue, and David. And I put three with Evans, Marpet, and White. Let's talk about this. Godwin, who, who, who did I say again? Godwin and Barrett. I didn't say Via? And Marpet. We missed out. I didn't say Via? No. Nope. None of us said Vita Vea. None of us said Vita Vea. None of us said Godwin. Um, none of us said Shaq Barrett. None of us said Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Shaq, has anyone seen him? For the last two two games, no, nobody's seen him at all. Did he get a tackle? He's he's disappeared. He still leads the league. Uh, Craig, uh, you did say early on before the season started that uh, Cam Bray would be traded before the trade deadline. Don't you Ooh. put that evil on us, man? Uh, and I think we had breakfast bet on it. I'm just saying. He made that up, man. I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to get free breakfast, man. Get that free breakfast. I'm hungry, man. We didn't have dinner tonight. I was about to say, who was the, the, if, I, if we made a bet like that, that somebody else had to have some trade deadline. I didn't eat dinner either, man. No, we're we going to eat afterwards. I just put it in the notes there. You did mention that, I think, on a show or something, that you thought that he would be traded before the trade deadline, and I, and I think I said I didn't think he would. But it's not the trade deadline yet. We'll find out next week, Tuesday. won't we? Next Tuesday. A week so. from today. Find out on the next Bud 
fuck that podcast. As we are talking about the state of the franchise, though, we've kind of danced around. I got my guy. Offensive and defensive side of the ball. We have mentioned the biggest part, though, right? We haven't mentioned the biggest part, and it actually kind of ties into the game this week because Jameis Winston faces a Marcus Mariota list. <laughs> Say that a five Marcus times. Marcus <laughs> Tennessee Titans. And there's a report out. That they're going to play him. That, no, that <laughs> no. allegedly both teams have, are looking to uh, cut ties. Are looking to cut ties between number one and number two in the, what, the 2015 draft? Is that what it was? Yeah, 2015 draft. Mm-mm-mm. Obviously, we all know how that went. Number one, Jameis. Number two, the the Titans took Mariota. Um, but we did kind of go over the stats. We did. Um, they they do have in the article some side by side stats. Um, Jameis has better stats. Jameis has three thousand more yards, twenty four more, more touchdowns, touchdowns, but also six less wins. But also twenty four more interceptions. So twenty four more touchdowns. But he also has 24 more interceptions. More points. Which I think it kind of negates each other, though, because I feel like out of them 24 interceptions, probably at least half of them were probably turned into some kind of positive points. And you got to think probably about Probably more than that, but I'm saying it's probably a safe guess that at least half of them turned into some kind of points for the other team. I would say at least 30% of those interceptions aren't his fault either. That could probably be true. You know. Well, how many did they say he threw altogether? 80... 70-something. Sorry, I have it right here. I don't know why I don't just look. Uh, he's thrown 68 interceptions, so 30% of that. What you're looking at, like, I'm not very good at math, but you're looking at, like, 15 interceptions or so. You mean if you say 12, that's not that bad. I'd, I'd say that's about right. I mean, we've seen a couple just this season. I can name two right off the – I can name two from the other game in Carolina. Let me talk about Mike Evans. Mike like Evans. Man. We were talking about it before the show. You were actually throwing your boy under the bus. Uh, we talk Everybody about, has bad games, man, bad stretches of games. I think Mike Evans will be back. We could talk about the beginning of the season versus Carolina when Jameis threw a ball that was a tiny bit above O.J. Howard's head that he, went right through his hands into the other hands of the other it, team. Man. So, like paying volleyball. Yeah, I think you're totally right on that, Eddie. I think you can attribute uh, a portion of this, but I think you can attribute that to every quarterback. But what makes Jameis different? What makes him different than Mariota? And I think that's his aggressiveness and the way he plays the game. He tries to win, man. He tries to do too much. And and what does Mariota do? He doesn't do enough, he right? He hurt. He doesn't throw enough touchdowns. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he's not going to bring you a lot that, of positive upside. That offense, though, and, and, and I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to make excuses for Mariota. I think some of that coaching-wise, um, not, not that Jameis has had the best, Best coaches. We've either. had a coach carousel just like him. Uh, not, not, not the same though, because he, Jameis was in that high-powered offense with Dirk. Even though Dirk may not have been, Jameis had some stability with his offense. And, and I think he did he had, have Mike Evans. I think he had better weapons. Yeah, oh. I will agree he had better weapons, but I'm not going to snuff at Marcus Mariota's weapons. I feel like, yeah, a lot of people will look at it and say, oh, he has like B grade, some mids. Uh, wide receivers, the but the thing is, he is, the Reggie. is it that or is it the offensive scheme and the way they like to run the ball there in Tennessee well, makes that offense look vanilla? The West, why I'm saying the coaching, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, if, you know, I don't know if you if you flip flop 
what I'm trying to get out, I don't think if, if we, you put Mariota in, in Winston's position, would yeah, you see the same outcome? Would you see the same? You'd outcome? see it maybe a little more explosive, uh, Mariota. I, yeah, mean, I mean, let's let's not knows? forget about Mariota I mean, when he, he, he was would coming do out in this offense. When Mariota was coming out in 2015, this guy was a dual threat quarterback. Yep. He was being compared to a Russell Wilson. Yep. And we have not seen that uh, aspect of his game. We saw game. some glimpses of it. We've seen it, but we have not seen he got Wilson. Banged, he got banged up, though, too. Though. He, he, he broke he, his leg. He suffered some injuries. But so. regardless, Vicks got injured. McNabb got injured. Like, all these guys got injured. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, got injured. They still run. I, I, I we will, haven't seen that from him is what I, I'm saying. I will make this statement, and this is just specifically my opinion Whatever you know, you guys can chime in on and, and say if you agree or disagree. And you know, I, I I clearly feel that if you put Winston on Mariota's team, I don't think that he would have the numbers that he has with the Bucks. I agree. I, I'll agree with that too. I mean, look, he hasn't had a Mike Evans there in in uh, Tennessee, so I, I'll agree with you on that. Who who's the receiver they picked up? Corey Davis. You got Corey Davis. They got AJ Brown. A.J. Brown this year from Ole Miss, he's been looking really good. Delaney Walker's been a very serviceable tight end for many, many years. Uh, they've had a really good offensive line, a great running game for many years, whether it's DeMarco Murray or Derrick Henry. So he's had weapons. It's just different versions of it, and I think it's more or less the way they run that offense. It's a little more vanilla zone run, power run, uh, and, and and less chances. I do think that both guys can maybe benefit from a change of scenery. Um, not saying that the Buccaneers are going to give up on Winston. I do have some names on the list. I'm going to read off. You guys were asking me what I was doing before the show. Um, you guys thought I had was writing down some stats. And I was actually writing down some names um, of just some speculation because sometimes you know where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, it has been reported that allegedly, allegedly, some people have talked to some higher ups in the the Tennessee and the Tampa Bay uh, upper echelon of of offices, and there has been rumored that both teams are kind of fed up with these first and first and or number one, number two overall, and maybe ready to move on. Um, let's just say, and I and and I still feel. At at worst, Winston's going to get franchised. We're going to key in this year on fixing this offensive line to see what happens. Then possibly go for quarterback next year if we can't get everything fixed. I, I still think that may be the solution. But I have heard that also Bruce Arians is high up on one of the quarterbacks that's on this list that's, that I'm going to bring up. Um, I did share that a couple weeks ago in our group message but i'm gonna just say this is all hypothetical we don't know it's still halfway through the season it's gonna play a little devil's advocate <clears throat> hypothetically speaking say after this year we decide move on from Jameis. i got a list right here six quarterbacks that are all potential first round draft picks Number one on the list, and this isn't any specific order, like one through six or anything. These are just six Random guys. list. Random list. Because a lot of people think that the number two person I'm going to name is probably going to be the first overall to, a lot of people believe, the Miami Dolphins. Could first, be the Cincinnati Bengals. Or the Cincinnati Bengals. That's that, the, the, the poop bowl is coming up in a couple <laughs> weeks. Um, 
Number one on the list that I wrote down, and not number one overall, but the first guy on this list, Jake Fromm, Georgia. Pretty good quarterback. He's done some stuff. Um, solid. Very solid guy. You know, he's a guy who may end up being a first-rounder if he comes out. Tua, I'm not even going to try to say the last name. Tua. Tua Valoa. Tua Valoa. Tua. Tua. It's Tua. Tua my Valoa. They not talking no Lova up in here, man. (laughs) So him from Alabama. Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon. He's a beast. Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Dual threat quarterback. Um, Jacob Eason from Washington. And there's also who somebody who allegedly Bruce Arians is high on, Joe Burrow. The boy from LSU. From LSU. Now, let's just say, first of all, it, I like it because I love college football, so it gives me kind of reasons to kind of start looking at these and quarterbacks watch these and watch some of these games. And I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna take a picture of this so I can, you know, really kind of keep up with some of these these quarterbacks on this list. I don't know, you know, what you guys have had a chance to watch or see. What are some name? What is the a name or some names that jump out on this list of of quarterbacks? If we were to move on from Winston, that you would feel I can accept moving on from Winston if we get. Phil I'll, t- I'll tell you three right now. The okay. boy from Oregon. Okay, so so Justin Herbert. Yep. What's the name from LSU? Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts. Okay, so if I don't think we get to it, so I'm not even thinking the, about the, it. The one that jumps off the page for me is the guy that throws for 79 percent completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, and three interceptions this year. And whose numbers are those? I it's, know who it is. But it's Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows. He's the the beast, guy's man. been unbelievable. 80 percent completion percentage. I mean, it's just he's nuts. And and what that is is that just means he makes smart decisions with the ball. Yeah. And to be real with you. You know, I, I, Bruce has a little bit of a connection there with LSU. What's, what's his connection with LSU? I, I think he's well, he's born there. and raised in. in raised I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure he's, he's born there. and raised in Louisiana. But I think that's where he's from. That's huh. that, that's like his his LSU's his team. Okay. Did he coach? Did he coach there with Nick Saban? Was he on Saban Saban's? Uh, I believe staff he was there? part of Saban's staff. I'll, I'll look that up. I'll get back to you on that. But uh, you know, he likes Joe Burrow. That's a guy right there. I was totally wrong, by the way. Uh, Bruce is not born and raised in Louisiana. Okay. He's born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey. He's a Jersey boy. But he is totally a a Louisiana talking fool. Like, he talks like he's from Louisiana. Yeah, he never played or he never coached Louisiana. Okay, so Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, Alabama. He did coach uh, at Alabama for a little while. Temple. Okay, so maybe he's just an LSU fan. He yeah, likes. He, he, maybe he's just a Joe Burrow fan. Why he, did I think he's born and raised there? I swear to God, he's like. Say Bobby Boucher, man. Hey, I like it, Bobby Boucher. If you ever listen to how he talks, he's like, yeah. he's like one of those jive talkers. Like, remember the lady from Airplane? <laughs> like, I speak jive. I speak jive. Yeah, that's Bruce Arians. I, w- I would. I would totally be okay with getting Burrows. I would say Joe Burrow off off the top of my head. Um, What's the name of the guy from Oregon? I like Jake Fromm. Oregon's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Um, my only thing with Oregon is that they have a history of running like that spread offense. Another I, Mariota. I, I don't know if we're like really that kind of uh, uh, of a of a football team for a spread offense. 
So I wouldn't want to bring in a guy like that and have to like re, you know, say you need like certain type of linemen for that. And, and you had to redo your offense. For yeah, that. you had to redo your offense for that. I think we would be more fit. My personal opinion, um, I think Joe Burrow, Jake Fromm would probably be the best two on this list for us. Um, haven't really seen Jacob uh, Easton from Washington play. I feel like that'd be more of a, a of a pocket guy. I think Jalen Hurts would be the wild card on this list if I was to go. He'd be my third. If if I was to go with somebody, and he's somebody I think that could fit in with what we got, but he has the legs to where like get out of pressure. Or maybe that's times where Jameis Winston maybe holds on the ball a little bit too long or tries to force something and makes that turnover. <laughs> I think Hurts might actually take off with the ball and get that. They need five, a mobile quarterback for this offense. Um. So I, I I think the three that I would go with would Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, or, or Joe Burrow. And I'm not even sure that Jalen Hurts would be that great of a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily translates to the NFL. But then again, I think a lot of people thought that Lamar Jackson wouldn't translate as a quarterback when uh, when scouts were working him out as a running back and wide receiver. So, you know, who knows nowadays. With the way the NFL is trending, constantly ever-changing, um, we could see uh, it go back to the Wildcat again, that being popular. Well, well, well let's be real. It, Nine times out of ten, it usually starts in the college levels. Um, things do start working in college levels, and they kind of uh, you know shift that way into the pros. Um, we have seen things that that have kind of uh, switched up from the way they used to be. We don't have those pocket quarterbacks like those John Elways, those Joe, Joe Montana. Montanas. You you are seeing more quarterbacks. I mean, think about like your Pat Mahomes, who can get out and create plays if he needs to. Or it could be raw like your, Trubisky, uh, man. No, Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can move up and, and and try to pick up a guy like him and just not panic. John Lynch just fleeced the the Bears on that deal. <laughs> just fleeced them. John Lynch, man. Yeah, but you you definitely see more of the Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson style uh, mobile quarterbacks. You got to. I mean, even Gardner Minshew, somebody who's filling in over there. And not like, even necessarily. He he, gets, he can run when he needs. Not to. even necessarily like mobile so much as running. Jimmy just, just being able to move mobile. in the pocket yeah, yeah. efficiently is what these quarterbacks have in common. Yeah, you don't need to have that Michael Vick uh, yeah. style dual threat. Be because back, Pat, Pat Mahomes is not a run threat quarterback. Like he just, no, he can just get it he, when he needs to. Though. He can get you a first down. He can move in the quarterback and he can, really he's well. He's a different animal, though. But Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's he's a beast in its own. I mean, he's, look at Russell he's Wilson. He's like a Mike Vick. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I don't think, is like a Michael Vick-esque quarterback. I mean, he he's when, probably when one of the better there. ones in this league. I mean... Besides Cam, I mean, it's Russell. He's a runner. I mean, he does it with his arms, too, but he picks and chooses. He's not like Cam, like, where they design plays for him to run constantly. He's, like, more of that guy that he doesn't see it downfield instead of holding on to it in the pocket, taking a sack. He's going to go. He's going to get you that first down with his legs. That's something that – and that's another thing. Getting back to uh, Buck That Podcast and talking about the Bucks. That's one thing that we have not seen that much from Jameis this year. He did that his first couple of years. He did it he, his he first run- four years. He did not see it downfield. Well, that's coaching philosophy because what's the common denominator with this season? And that is a new co- coaching philosophy. And I feel like Bruce has told him to hang in the pocket. Don't be so quick to run. Hang in the pocket because that's what we've seen. We've seen him hang in the pocket. Like literally uh, my wife is screaming at the, at the screen. Like effing run, uh, run he, the ball. Here's a, a thing that I talked about last week, and just watching and thinking about it more this week off. If you notice the first two games, all right, let's take the Rams game. He had a really good game. Why? 
the offensive line was able to protect. Not just that reason, though. His first option, he was hitting on his first option the majority of those plays. He didn't have he didn't have to think about where he was going with the ball. They were always open. All right. So now you take the game against the Panthers and the game against the the Saints. All right. He had to sit back there more and look at coverage. He was getting his ass whooped because he didn't know where to go with the ball. Oh yeah, they had blanketed coverage in right. both of those, and plus they both were getting pressure. So to put those two things in there, I think where Winston's downfall and his career is going to be is his knowledge to pick up the defense. He cannot. I don't make know, those, man. I mean, watch those games, man, and watch him going forward. His decision making off of that is horrible. I don't think if you don't have time, it's hard to it's hard to be sitting back there and be composed. You should be able to know where you're going to go with the ball right away if you're a professional quarterback, right? Not necessarily. You should be able to read the defense. Read the defense, right? Yeah, but you don't necessarily know where you're going to go. You should be able to go through. You should be able to progress and go through your your your, your look natural read. Look at how many options his, his running backs that he's missing. Those easy reads, the, the the dump plays that he doesn't hit. Why? He's taking sacks instead of just dumping it off for those plays. They need to dumb it down for him. I guarantee you if they do that, he has a strong season. There has second. not been a lot of running backs running routes on this team, Eddie. No. It's that you know why? Because this offensive line cannot protect and they're having to use chip they're having a chip block with a lot of these guys. Look at all the slants that he called and all the, the screen passes that they do are all successful. They don't they but you're not listening to me. We just went over the stats of these guys. Yeah. They're not running routes. They're not catching look, a bunch of balls. But look at the ones that they did call. They've all been successful, even the wide receiver screens. What, but what's your point? Quick reads, quick throws. Well, I don't think anybody's going to argue that point, that, that they need to be more efficient with their play calling. But to put it on Jamison to say that uh, – that's, that's a big thing is his, his not reading the defenses right. But look. Line's got to block, yeah, and wide receivers got to get open. Yeah. If Mike Evans can't get off blankety covers from Marshawn Lattimore and James Bradbury, he can't so get there's only there's only one guy running a route. No, but there's there's most likely it's probably going to be two, and it's gonna, probably going to be Godwin and and Mike Evans. Well, so there's probably, only two ra- two I'm, two guys I'm running sure a route. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm sure on a pass play, he's got three to four options. Yeah. If you look at the way this offense is funneled down with receptions, where does it go? This is a funneled offense. This is not rocket science. We can huh? look at the stats and see the targets and I'm where at the tape, man, and, and where this offense it goes. It goes to it goes to Mike Evans and, and Godwin. It's plain and simple. Doesn't go to dump downs. What what else does it go to? Tight ends. I would have to argue that. Who else does it go to? It can it goes to whoever the hell you want it to go yeah, to. Whoever's open. But Jameis Winston he's missing chooses open receivers, to, bro. to go to Evans and, and Godwin. I think this goes thing. back to something I said to you guys earlier in the season. We don't have depth at the wide receiver position. It's plain and simple. Rashard Perryman wasn't it. Scotty Miller's not it. I'm Bobo sure, Wilson's I'm off the sure team. if we go through the – I think what Eddie's trying to say is – He's missing open receivers. He's missing open receivers. He's targeting on I'm his I'm not first saying that look. we have the best wide receiver depth in the world. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is – I think what Eddie's trying to say is – is he gets stuck on that first or second progression? Exactly right. And doesn't go through all his progressions all exactly the way. Exactly right. Not missing, Thank you for putting the right terms out. He, he's he's missing things because he's so stuck on trying to get it to those guys where he feels extra like like those are like 
I feel like I, Mike Evans is a security blanket. As much as people say, like, you know, like your tight end is a security blanket, I think for him, and I even think Cameron Brake in certain aspects are like security blankets for Jameis Winston. Godwin's becoming like that that guy that he knows. And it's, it's just like, I think with Jameis, and, and something I think what Eddie's trying to say is like, Jameis would rather force it to option A or option B than try to throw it to option C and just let him try to make a play. I would I would I would have to disagree cuz I've seen plenty of times this season where he's thrown it to Bobo and Bobo's dropped it or not been open or Scotty Miller like I just made the point earlier him being blanketed coverage. These other guys that are out on the field running routes are cows. They're grazing. That's it. They're That's out it. there to eat grass. They're not doing anything productive. The reason why James is just throwing to Mike Evans and Godwin is because that's all they got on the fucking team. But that's I it. mean, that's all they got. I don't know. I don't think so. Not at all. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Who go else has been productive? Look, on look this at team. look at some of the. What what game was that where he had the ball to like five or six different guys and he spread it out because those plays were called and that first read was open. So right. is it Jameis or is it play calling? I would, it's, it's I would a little, lean, it's a little bit of both. I would lean I think to the lot. offense being being predicated on getting these two big guys the ball. I, I, it, it just the targets, everything points on this team goes to those two guys. I mean, I'm not making up anything out of this. You might want to say, yeah, he looks to those guys, but it's because he doesn't have anything else. He doesn't have anything. We are so lacking on the wide receiver position. It's but I think, not I even think, funny. But I think exactly what you're saying is mm-hmm. the mentality on why Jameis Winston has been not what he needs to be. Because in his mind, see, look, th- there, you have a person like, and I think this is what Eddie's trying to get at. Jameis Winston is only going to look for those two targets. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out there. He don't give a damn if you grab the popcorn guy from out of the section 362 and throw him on the field. Guaranteed, he gonna he's try gonna to he's gonna try open. to he gonna find him if he's open. Aaron's fifth wide receiver is better than our third wide receiver on this team. Maybe Alan Lazard came in and caught five balls on five targets for sixty-five yards. He's the fifth wide receiver. He's better than our third. Stat wise, uh, you just talking about skill wise. I'm pulling up some stats here on NFL Savant. This is a site that goes NFL who? It's called NFL Savant. It's an analytics site. Okay, this is the targets for the Buccaneers. 53-53, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, as far as target share, they each hold a 24.25 target percentage. So 50% of this offense and passing goes targets to both those guys. goes to those guys. The third player in targets on this team. O.J. Howard. You got O.J.? Who do you got? I'm going to say probably. Since I'm asking you this, think outside the box. This is obviously not somebody that you're going to nah, be thinking I'm of. I'm going to say probably. I mean, it might be Perryman. It is Dare Ungabawale uh, with 20 yeah. targets. Yeah. O.J. Howard then with 20 targets. Then you got Brait with 15 and Burchard with 13. Scotty Miller with 10, 9 for Bobo, 8 for Barber, and 7 for Jones. So 15 targets is not a lot. That's 3% of their target share. That's not a lot. 25%, I mean, that's where the targets are going. We don't have anybody else. When you're when you're third down running back there, Angoboale is getting uh, more than your tight end. That's why they run him. But though. that's but that's that's his I, job. I, I think <laughs> I, we're gonna have to disagree to disagree. And move no, on I understand what your guys' thought is, I, but I, I, I think the confidence isn't there in Jameis with his other guys. 
So that's why he's not throwing there. I understand what you're saying. You're just saying he's not looking there. He's just not looking at other guys. They're there, but he's just not looking. But what I'm saying is, is those guys aren't good enough to get open for Jameis. They're not they're not elite like Chris Godwin running around. They're not Mike Evans with his size and being able to, to post up. You're you got a five six Scotty Miller. So, members. so, so what, what what I'm saying is because mm-hmm. see this this is how you're putting it off the way that you're saying it. Mm-hmm. And this the is the rest why, of the team sucks except for both these. No, no, this is what I'm Eddie said that he's clearly watched tape and watched plays and seen plays where guys were open. Completely that he wide just open. completely missed. Mm-hmm. You're saying that nobody's getting open but Mike Evans and, and Godwin, and I think that I would agree. I would say that yes. I, I think that I would have to side with Eddie on that. I think there probably are some. I'm not saying every single play where there's been a bad play or interception or something. I'm not saying every bad play that the other guys aren't open. But I guarantee you, if we go back and we see some missed throws or some forced stuff that just was a batted down pass or whatever, there probably are. Okay, let, let me let, let me do this. Let's go back to last season. One of the most prolific seasons in Buccaneer history. Great offense, right? And and I and I would say we had a better, deeper crew, wouldn't you? At wide receiver, yeah, Humphreys, Humphreys, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun I would Jackson. say that's pretty deep. And you had Godwin. for your third and fifth or third and fourth wide receiver. How the target shares broke out. Now remember this year, twenty five and twenty five for Godwin and, Jay, and and Evans. Last year, twenty one percent. For Evans, eighteen percent for Humphreys, fifteen for Godwin, eleven for Deshaun Jackson, eight for Brait, seven for Howard, seven for Jacquez Rogers, and four percent for Peyton Barber. A lot more spread out. He had the weapons. He had the confidence. He had guys getting open. Could run a route. That's that's my point. We just don't have the depth. That's all. That's all I'm saying. We just don't have the depth that wide receiver. We, have, we may not have the depth that we had last year, but, but if you're I mean, missing your open D receiver. D minus, C plus, whatever you want to call. But you're not missing. You said open. They're not getting open. Bro, they are getting open, man. They're open receivers that are being missed. I I guarantee you, if you went back and watched, I'm not saying never. Y'all think I'm saying he's never like missed the wide receiver on a lot of those those plays. You're trying to tell me the loss. You're trying to tell me right now. Brashard Perriman cut. He was getting open. Bobo Wilson cut. He's getting open. Bobo was playing snaps. He was running routes out there the last three weeks. There's got to be. Some, I mean, I don't know the They're players. I don't know the players. Just, that, that he, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing I'm out. Find a, an, he's saying he watched up. film. I'm, I'm telling up. you what's here in front of me. I don't know. I mean, I've watched the eye test too. There's nobody getting open besides those All two. Right. I look forward. Go go forward and watch. Where's Bobo Wilson on this? And Scotty Miller again? Seventh and eighth in targets. They had 19 for between the two of them. How many, how many making, times? But how I many times could they the been case, open and they missed the balls? You're, you're making the case for our for the progression argument that he's talking about, though. He's not making his progressions. He's not throwing it to him exactly. These guys are there; they're open, but he doesn't throw it to him. Where do you think Bobo and Scotty Miller rank in his progressions on the field? When, he, like when he's fourth. going fourth and fifth, right? So I mean. Of course, when you got a Chris Godwin, you got a Mike Evans, you know, you're running your progressions, depending on who's supposed to be targeted in that play, because it doesn't necessarily go one, two, Mike Evans is his progressions. No, it's all about no, play I, design. I, I know, yeah. I, so technically, Jameis could I, be going through his progressions, and Bobo is the key on this play. He's the guy that's supposed to be getting the, the ball, but he's not getting open. I, I, uh, if, if, if Godwin and Mike Evans can get open, 
and get 25% piece of the target share and get all these catches and be number two and number one wide receiver in the NFL. But these guys are running routes too, and they get their targets, but they're not getting catches. I do feel like is it because of James I, not getting the balls because they're not being able to I catch do the ball feel and like get he open. Probably does miss some open players. I would I would agree that I feel that I, I feel that way as well. But I don't think that you guys are giving so much credit. And you're taking so much credit away from Jameis and giving it to these guys that are bums see, that see, just got th- cut. Th- this we is, just got cut. We just cut these two this fools. This is where I'm intervening to say this is where your Florida State comes in. When you talk yeah. about me and my Miami, I feel like sometimes with Jameis, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Florida State fan like you are a Miami fan. Do I, I have a bike or do my you, car do you have a that has a bunch of Miami stuff on it? My don't you got a Florida State tattoo? Do I have? Headphones on right now. It has Miami colors on now. Do you ever see me wearing my uh, Florida State colors or saying, "Oh no"? I mean, but you, you just did right for, there. You, you stick up for Jameis though a lot. I stick up for Jameis because he's a Buccaneer and he's my quarterback. Don't don't make me break out the to and start crying and talking but about I mean, he, how I'm he's just, my quarterback. But I'm just saying, compared talking to, about my quarterback compared, like compared that. to if you take the top ten quarterbacks statistically in the league right now. I guarantee you they read their progressions and their defenses is probably better than Jameis Winston. And that's, I think that's what Eddie was just trying to say. Yes. Part of his fault is... Pick a team. And I'm going to prove my point to you, and I'll let you try to prove your point. Pick a team. I got this up. We'll pull up all their their statistics. Pull up what team? Any I, team. I don't know who the top ten quarterbacks are. Name Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. Okay, Pat Mahomes. Uh, who's he play for again? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pat who? Mahomes. He has got a lot better receiving core. Yeah. 23%, 14%, 14%, 12%, 8%, 6%, 6%, 5%, It's spread out. He has a better receiving core than us? He's got a – Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. Who? You, you don't know who Tyreek Hill is? I mean, I understand Terry Beckner Jr., but Tyreek Hill. Who? The guy that just came back? I would say he has better weapons than, than than what we have. Maybe not the top two. Maybe at the top we're really top heavy. But I'll tell you what, in the middle and at the bottom, we're really weak. And you you can argue till the cows come home. We do not have depth at that position. All right, so you got two top-end receivers, right? And then allegedly you got a first-round pick in O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray, who led the leagues in, in – in well, he's, not alleg- he's not allegedly he a first-round le- pick. He said allegedly a first-round pick. He's not saying pick. an allegedly first-round pick. <laughs> no, he was the first round. It was, yes, yeah, no, he was the first proven. round. Yeah, he's like 17th overall. It's in Wikipedia. Yeah, 17th overall or 18th overall. But he's playing like an allegedly first-round pick. That's why I said that with a joke. Sarcastic. Ass. So um, going back to James Winston, his completion percentage to uh, Chris Godwin is 81%. His completion percentage to Mike Evans is 52%. His completion percentage to O.J. Howard is 70%. His completion percentage to Cameron Bray is 86%. Exactly. His completion percentage to Brashard Perriman, 23%. His completion percentage to Scotty Miller, 20%. Look at a lot of Wilson, those. Wilson, 33%. How many targets do those guys have? Nine, eight, and thirteen. All right, look at a lot of those that he did throw to and were overthrown or bad balls. Guarantee you. I know there was about seven times where I yelled at at that pass where they were they just weren't even close. The route was not even the same. Now could that be why he's not there? Maybe. 
But that's even with Scotty Miller. They, I he's know. not I even getting like, close. To I feel him. like I can I could, I could argue with this forever, and you guys could argue. Oh, back. you probably I mean, you probably you know. would because you just like to argue. Yeah. No, that's not it. Oh, yeah. I'm just fact. I'm just factual. I got right. stats. And so I got the receiving. I got the receiving statistics. Facts. I got like in front you of me facts. right now. Tell him for tell what? Him for who? For what? Out of all those wide receivers and stuff that he just named for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. how many do you think are ahead of? I never said Godwin and I Evans never said on that the though. I, you, see, you want to twist things around. No, I you said, said they had a, you said he had I the said better. Depth. You said they had a better receiving. Yes, core. all around. And I just said while you were looking up, and you obviously couldn't do two things at once and listen. I said we are more top heavy than those. Oh, I heard all that. We're top heavy. I'll agree with you. We had the two best wide right. receivers, Samson. I'm gonna talk to you because I let him don't get, look at me let like that. Get, I let him get everything he wanted to get out. Now when I try to get what I want to get out, go ahead. I'll let you. Oh, I, I told. You. Go ahead. In on the on the whole top receiving whole list, top receiving list. Right now, I didn't even count how many people it was. How many people do you think from Kansas City are even on there? Because he spreads the ball around. None. Two. Sammy Watkins is having a good year. Travis Kelsey is in between. Godwin and Evans. Okay. I don't know how long this list is. Sammy is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth from the bottom of the list. Mm. And it's probably about 30 players if I had to guess. Was that eighth from the bottom on the first page? So there's 25 players per page type deal? Uh, it's probably I'll, I'll so he's like what, like seventeenth or something in the league. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Travis Kelsey's Kelsey's ten. He's a tight end. Eleven, too. twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen is Mike Evans. So Riveting radio. 41, 42, 43 is Sammy Watkins. 43. He's also missed two games, too, by the way. And Tiger Kills missed, what, four? I'm just saying. But then he had McCarr Holman and Demarcus Robinson and uh, even Byron fucking Pringle. Part of my French came in and blew up a game. Who? Yeah, exactly. Byron, I'll put it out there right now. Byron Pringle's better than than um, no. Jeremy Watson. Has Jeremy Watson Justin even? Watson. Even, whatever. Justin I don't even Watson. care what his name is. You know why? Because he's fucking garbage. He has a touchdown. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Seventeen yards or something like that. Touchdown. He got a chance to fight the ball in the end zone. Did you? <laughs> so what you're telling me right now what i'm telling is you is that bruce arian and tyron leftwich tyree to help hold on James now, Winston hold on hold on now. you can't hijack when i start a conversation you can't just go well, and jump been on talking it for 37 minutes straight well when it was quiet you had your opportunity but then since i'm starting a conversation he opened his mouth just, so he can go okay so right now what you're telling me is is you'll take chris godwin mike evans and oj howard over a tyree kill Kelsey and Watkins. Yes. Yes. Okay. What I'm telling you right now, Sammy Watkins has 15 yards more than Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Mike Will made it. Dead ass. Sammy Watkins has 365 yards. Mike Will has 350. Who's Mike Will? Mike Williams. Mike Williams third man. For Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah for the Chargers. Oh. 
Uh, I thought you said something else. What does that mean? But he's been out. How many games has Sammy played? Sammy doesn't even have better stats than Calvin Ridley right now. Didn't you just hear me? Sammy has been out. He missed three games. He missed like said one two. game, bro. Two. Tyrese missed three. He missed like one game. No, he didn't. And a half. He had a shoulder problem. He went out the first game of the season. Okay, one game. It's game seven now. It'll be week eight this week. He missed like almost half we the season. We had a bye week. He had he had a chance to catch up some. Let's just listen. It's eight twenty. Why don't we jump into this Bucks Titan preview in, in this damn show? Because this is getting really frustrated. I need to smoke something. All right. Just saying. Just saying. Are the Bucks gonna win? Bucks aren't gonna win. I'm sorry, Eddie. I say the Bucks win. I'm sorry. I say the Bucks come strong after this bye week, and Jameis Winston has an awesome game. I really hope so. Matchup predictor on the four-letter has the Titans pretty much 50-50 right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be a we're forty. We're, we're, they're 49.1. We're 50.5, so there's like a 4% chance of a tie. 0.4%. It, it, here's the thing. The Bucks coming off a of bye week – Hopefully we can get this Jameis Winston thing under wraps and we have a good Jameis week. We are going to have a good Jameis week. The Titans but are only two and a half point favorites at home, which is basically not even. That's home. not even covered. That means even, basically we're field. favorites. Yeah. Yeah. But the Titans have a really good defense, and I worry about that with Jameis. Jameis's first game, it's, come, it's almost full circle here. We're almost at the end of his fifth year. In his first game, four interceptions to the Titans. So. But he's gotten that game out off of his chest already this year. He did. Like, he last, always he always has at least game. one or two of those a year. Yeah, let's hope right? it's not too close and it's not still fresh it's, on it's, his mind. Nah, it's good, man. Yeah. So, uh, I you know, real quick uh, about this Titans team, they got a really good running game with Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, Do they? We, we talk about you know the Bucks defense and being able to stop the run. I don't know if we've seen a physical back like him yet, as big as he is and how physical he is. So. That might be something to watch. Maybe the Bucks might have some difficulty with them because they they are a team that runs the ball, well, like forces the yeah, run. Yeah, their run defense has been, but our run defense is pretty solid. So I'm yeah, not really, man, I'm not. I'm not. Our run defense about- is good, but hey, we're, we're not. It's even the Baltimore Ravens of 2001, the Buccaneers of 2002, whatever. You know, all these great defenses, the Bears of 1985. They've had bad games. Yeah. If they're really good against the pass, I'm sure they gave up the booty to the to the a passer, you know, a 300 yard passer or something. Or if they're really good against the run, I'm sure they've given up a 100 yard rushing game. I so mean, we've contained Todd Gurley. We've contained Todd Gurley. A bummed up Christian, Todd. Christian McCaffrey. Broken down Saquon. We no, broke they broke Saquon. They broke Saquon. Christian McCaffrey. I do see that. Twice. Um, Twice. Camara. We, we did kind of get ran on against the 49ers in the first game. Uh, against the the three headed monster, Breda didn't do anything. Breda had a couple yards. Rohi Moster caught a pass for like forty four yards, but like, they didn't have a, a significant like big. I don't know exactly what no, it was, not but at all. I might have been over a hundred yards. Nope. Uh, I, I do have a stat for you guys though for this game. Coming in to Sunday's game, Adam Humphreys, the great Adam Humphreys, was at a loss. Only has four receptions and 40 yards for the season. That's got to be one of the worst free agent signings in the history of the NFL. Like, how do you sign a wide receiver for over $9 million a year and not even use him? It's not like he's not good. He's just not being used. I think, he, did, scheme, I think he was dinged up a little bit. I think he did miss a game. 
All right, so for the 49ers well, actually, no, game. he hasn't because he has receptions in all the games. Moster had 40 yards. Breida had 37. Coleman had 23. Yep. Held him to 100 yards rushing. But Jimmy Garoppolo had negative two yards, so that brought us to 98 yards. Nice. Anything you guys want to add about this uh, Bucks-Titans game? I mean, keys to the game for me is... I'm kind of bummed out Mariota is really not going to play. Yeah, I'm kind of... Honestly, I'm kind of bummed myself because I, I wanted I it to be like that rematch. That. This yeah. is only the second time that they like would have been playing the, each fight other. fight to the finish. I, I think the key to the game, I mean, I, I think we've already kind of said it that, you know, you make an acquisition for, for receivers that you don't use in the offseason. Um, so I, I don't think that pass threat is necessarily there. The biggest thing is going to be stop... Uh, the running game for the Titans and for Jameis to, I mean, we will say that the, the Titans do have a solid defense. Got to protect the ball. Got to protect the ball. That's it. And for the receivers, I ain't going to say your names, Mike Evans. Um, Got to help your quarterback out. Yeah. I think he's going to make a comeback. I, I think that, uh, and, you know, maybe Bruce is that guy that as soon as they got back to the, to, you know, to a, America, and we got in that film room. Hopefully, Bruce was the guy who paused it after after the fucking good point throw. right there. Is it, it me, like, or did they have a lot of jet lag that game? Uh, I don't think, you, whole I don't think team, you can say bro. that because everybody else, the Carolina Panthers, they all it had to matter. fly over there. Yeah, it don't matter though. How does it not matter? They matters. all they, they all fly, fly the same. But the flight. whole team was off. The whole team played bad. Not just one or two players. I mean, it could. could, I mean, I I would have to say that we're just a bad team. I mean, I hate to say it, but mm, sorry. I would say I I hate to say that I told you guys so. I mean, twenty twenty, I said was going to be the good season. I I would say that we're. So if we had a better secondary, I say our stats are different because our wins are better. I'm gonna be hundred percent real with you. There ain't been not one game we traveled over that big ass pond. Not one. Good over in Europe. Not one. Not Not one. one. Or Thanksgiving games or anything like that. We never do good in them. Nope. Games under 40 something degrees, games in domes. Like, it just doesn't bode well for us. Then we won our first game in like 40 degrees or something. We did do that. We we did break that that, That that streak. Yeah. Yeah. Curse. Yeah. Whatever. What's uh, what's the, the, the scores for this game? What are we picking? I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. Um, Have you seen our defense? Yeah, I think it's more or less going to be their – the lack of – the inability of Ryan Tannehill to score and then their defense is really good. So I feel like they're they're going to stop us. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, 24-17 Titans. That's low-scoring, 24-17? It's pretty low-scoring. It is kind of a low-scoring NFL game. It's barely over 40 total. I don't know nine zero. That was a score. That's a that's a forty one point total. That's a very low score for an NFL game. I mean, you're talking Vegas over unders. If you had like a forty nine over under game, San Francisco game nine zero. That was a low score. You know L- what? Let me just look up the game total while you guys give me your predictions, and I'll I'll see what Vegas has for this game right. over under. So oh. you said what twenty one seventeen? Who wins? I said twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Titans win. Titans. All right. All right. Who are you going with? I'm gonna go with uh. 32-17 bucks. Okay. I'm going to go with 
I'm going to go with a bold prediction here, by the way. Bold. I'm going to say that Bruce at least got the boys right for this one game. We are going to win it. Spank them. In the fourth quarter. Uh-oh. On the leg of Matt Gay by a score of 24-21. 24-21. 60-yard field goal? Ooh. Ooh. So the Vegas Sportsbook, <laughs> uh, West, Westgate Sportsbook, opened up at a 45-and-a-half over-under for the point total. So pretty low-scoring game. Vegas thinks it's going to be a very low-scoring game. So, Which is crazy because the Bucks have put up some They have, but numbers. like I said, this defense is pretty good. They are, but I, I was I was good. looking at their defense. They're not, I mean... They don't have a lot of names, but they're pretty good. How how good are they? I don't even know. I don't if they're have top my 10, computer though. open right I, now. I, I don't know if they're even top ten though. I I, 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 really I think they're sneaky good, man. I really do. What's their record? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't have it open. Like I said, I've closed my notebook here. Uh, the the Tennessee Titans though. I, I think, think they've only won like two or three games. They, they they haven't won a lot. I don't know. But I, I, I think we blast. Pulling up right now, we blast them. We got we got the same record. We're both three and four. Okay, they're only one. Two, and, we're two the, and four. The, okay, my bad. It looked like a three is like very small. Oh, he's yeah, Nostradamus. He's predicting. Let's see, we're going to be three and four after this week. Three, three and four. four. Yeah, he put right. it Tennessee, out there. Tennessee is actually one and two at home, and we're three and one away. Okay, nice. So we do play good on the road. Does JPP get a sack? Well, I think it's because we play all our games on the road. <laughs> this is true. Facts. <laughs> pretty much live, pretty much live on the road. Yeah. Does Hell JPP he... play this week? Is that what you said? I don't think he does. But uh, like I was telling Craig before the show, if he is uh, reactivated by Saturday, he's eligible. So we could see him technically. I mean, Tennessee beat the Browns and they beat the Falcons. Everybody's beating the Falcons right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they They caught the Browns. In Cleveland on the first week and, and just pie slapped their their face. They did, man. That was that was um, a strong win. But they lost to the Colts nineteen seventeen. Colts are tough. Um, they lost to the Jaguars. I think bef- that's probably with Gardner week three, uh, twenty to seven. Yeah, Gardner came in the first week of the season. All I'm saying is they're sneaky, sneaky good. I, yeah, the they've held all they've held all their opponents literally uh, to low scores. In every loss, so nineteen seventeen was one. Twenty to seven was the second loss against the Bills. It was fourteen to seven. Broncos was sixteen to zip. Um, so they're sneaky good. I mean, uh, they they won twenty three to twenty. They only gave up twenty points to the Chargers, and they only gave up thirteen to the Browns. And they only gave up ten to the Falcons. So they're Why do you have that look on your face like you're constipated? Because, because all like these you teams don't are believe garbage. those stats. All those teams are garbage. They're, they're the keeping, Chargers are garbage. Keeping everybody in a twenty. Yeah, uh, they are. Chargers are garbage, man. They're overrated this year. But still, a competent offense with with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and, and Philip Rivers. It's not that bad of an offense. I wouldn't say they're garbage. They're not garbage. They're just. They're not. They're. They're not. Uh, the Broncos. I'm not. I'm not arguing for every single one of these teams. That's not what saying. I'm doing here. I, I, all I'm saying. I just don't, that's all not, I'm saying. Not a powerhouse listen, you say team. I like to argue. All I'm saying is this defense is sneaky good, and you just came up with their first six games of the season, and every single one of them they held their their defenses under 20 points. They're sneaky good. That's all I'm saying. Sneaky good. Watch out. All right. We'll see. Watch out. 
So it'll probably be a low-scoring game. But I still, I'm going by 24-21. We gonna be, they, get, they get 30 points. We're going to be the first team to break the 20 points. They get 30 points. Yes. I'm being optimistic. Matt Gay's going to get a redemption for that kick that he missed at the end of the game. Any final words? Go Bucks. <laughs> yeah, go Bucks. I think we're going to be owing freaking him dinner next week, though. Hang on with him. You got, you got half on it with me? Hang on. What, what's the bet? Uh, that a receiver not named Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, or Mike Evans catches the ball. Okay. Betcha. Dinner dinner next week. Not then. dinner. I'm not, I'm not that rich. I'll bet Does you Rojo like. Rojo count then? So Rojo catches yeah. the ball? No, I'm saying I said a receiver. A receiver. I said a receiver. A so receiver. A.K.A. Scotty Miller, Bershard Perriman cut. Um, um, who else? Um, Logan? Um, no, he's a running back. Uh, who else was the guy that got cut? Uh, Bobo, he's gone. Who else is catching? Watson. Um, Justin see exactly they, they're gonna get some. Who else is out there that's catching balls right now? Who's who's grazing on the grass for the Buccaneers in the third and fourth wide receiver position? Oh, I'd man. like to know everybody. Since we're cutting them left and right, since since they're so great, they're getting open and they're just they're getting missed by their franchise quarterback. But they're getting right. open out there. Right, here we go. Here we go. Amara out Darbo there grazing like a bunch of fucking heifers. Amara Darbo. Oh yeah, the guy that we had on the, uh, I think the Bears practice squad, and we 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 grabbed him, and he's from Michigan. You'll love him, and uh, and then we had him on our practice squad, and now we've activated him because we've got rid of our two, our third, and our fourth uh, wide receivers that were so awesome and just out there just killing it for the Scott. Buccaneers. Amara, they still have Brashard Perriman on this. Brashard Perriman's still on our on our uh, roster. On oh, he, he didn't get cut. I no, he I thought he got Bobo. cut. I think it was just Bobo. I, they, I could have swore they cut Brashard. Maybe it was just wishful thinking. I don't know. Justin Watson, Scotty Miller. All right. Now his status is questionable for the game. I think he's just injured. Who? Brashard. Brashard Perriman. Well, probably for the better. But I'll even let you take him as one of those guys. If he catches the ball, if uh, if Justin, Justin Watson, Watson catches the ball. Um, I think Amara. If, Amara. If Darbo. If Dogbo or whatever his name Amara is. Amara Darbo Michigan. is going to get I'm calling two right touchdowns. Now. Tanner Hudson's going to score a touchdown. I'll let you stop. <laughs> I mean, he's got more talent than all those guys combined. Claire. Just saying. We're pretty heavy in the tight end position. I said receiver. I said receiver. But then you named Cameron Brayton OJ Howard, though. Yeah. I did because they're the second. And th- they're hey, one man, of the- it's a receiver. If you catch the ball, you're receiving. I mean, a tight end's technically a receiver. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll give it to you guys. I feel like I'm already giving you the world, but I'll give you I even mean, more. I mean, Travis Kelsey is in the, in the top ten of receiving this in the NFL true. right this now. This is true. That's fine. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Gave you the earth, you can have the moon too. They're, 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 and I guess what? I'm still going to win this bet because the other guys are just – I'm sorry. They're out there just – they're but heifers. They're just what, grazing what, on what, grass. If the Bucks win, yeah, you buying Eddie a beer? No, I'm not buying because they win, because ass. I said they're gonna lose and they win. Now all of a sudden I have to be punished. Why? Because like I was wrong. I'm what? sorry. They we won. They buy you dinner. Yeah, man, we're just making a friendly wager just to no. make it more interesting. Listen, you guys already have the the dog bow wide receiver who's gonna catch 500 yards on Sunday. You'll win your bet on that. Your five dollar bet, five bucks. Okay. No, a do- how about this? A dollar for every reception. By a receiver or tight end, not name those four. And I'm not talking running backs. We're not talking about the one dump off that Ronald Jones gets or Peyton Barber. We're talking about Justin Watson, Scotty Miller, Anthony Alclair, Tanner Hudson, and Dogbo, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Strongbow. 
Madonna. And Bouchard Perriman. If he shows up. Mr. Michigan. We'll call him. We'll oh, he's the king cow. He's just out there grazing, man. He we'll, runs so many yards. I swear, if he, yards traveled by that guy, he he runs so many yards. He's got his steps by the second listen, quarter. Man, he practicing for the rowdy season. That's right, man. <laughs> he's practicing <laughs> for the rowdies. Hey, boy, I'm ready for him. Hey, this has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. We got to buzz Zach's balls before we get out of here because he missed last week. That and blood we, pressure is getting up, him. boy. Look at him. We still love them, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think that off of a bye week, we can bounce back. We'll see who was right, who was wrong. About, about, the about seven days from now, week from a week from today. On the NFL trade I, deadline. I NFL like, trade oh, deadline. I'm talking about picking the game. I don't want to hear that. Just about the wide receiver About the thing. wide receivers. Yes, but not about the, be wrong about the game. Though. Well, I can be wrong about it, but I don't need to hear how I, oh, I pick, uh, you pick against your team. And da, 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 oh, you need to hear about it regardless. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we talking about a game, not practice. A game. The game. This is your boy, Craig. For Eddie, Zach, we out of here. Peace out. Adios.